You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 168 of another Woodshop podcast, the, the podcast that was inspired by all the other Woodshop podcasts, hence the name Another, where we struggle daily not to imitate those other podcasts, to ensure you get original, unique, and one-of-a-kind content. And when that fails, we just straight up rip off shop sounds. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, everyone? <laughs> Hey, if it doesn't uh, work, I, I gotta tell you, my morsels are pretty. Yeah, I don't know what he says. Let he me just tell you about my a lot. bits and my morsels. <laughs> <laughs> you use the code <laughs> KJ twenty for five percent off of my you, morsels. You've gone too far. Oh, too much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dan, speaking of my morsels, speaking of our morsels, our morsels. <laughs> Let's just get right yeah, into get this. Into Speaking of our morsels, uh, let's talk about our patrons, shall we? We have three new patrons. Wow. And I believe I announced this patron last do it again. week do it again. Do it again. Week before. But I'm going to do it again treat. because he's got a fun name. Uh, three new patrons. We got Lofton Woodworks. We got Ron Rutherford from Willow Creek Woodshop. Hey. And Stephen Hawker, I believe he's the father of the theory of everything. Look at you. Stephen Hawker. Look at you holding back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any of those other jokes that we made in the pre-show. Uh, we appreciate everybody who supports us. And we want to give a special shout out and a little bit of love to our VIP patrons. And they are as follows. I'm trying to open it. Hold on. You'd think I'd be ready. I did actually almost ready for this. I was ready. Well, the new patrons aren't it's listed a on the list. same. It's a different list. It's a different yeah, list. I so it. I got to like quickly. It's a 407. You know, I could probably just B? write down. <laughs> you probably should. I could probably just write yeah, down the new You patrons. know what? Why don't we do that? <laughs> that's a good idea. Who would have thought about writing things down in 2023? That's the liberals. What? <laughs> <laughs> With their agendas. They're coming after our pens. This is so dumb. Our VIP patrons are as follows. Uh, Victor Aragama, Matthew Hoff of Matthews Woodworking, Nick Brim Woodworking, Matt Maynard are of Patriotic Pines, Steve Iadarola, Daniel Bryson, Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking, Malcolm over at Bossa Nova Woodworks, Justin at Calvary Customs, Patrick Gensel, Square Splinter, Michael Flickinger, Scott Holland of Elevated Wood Design, Max and Mindy Coons, Stubby K Studio, and Jacob Miller at A Sweet Shop, A Sweet Idea. Apparently, I don't know. You'll hear it in his question. But thank you to everybody who supports us. Thank you to our VIP patrons. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all of you. Uh, If you want to be a patron, you want to support this nonsense, go to patreon.com slash anotherwoodshoppodcast. And uh, sign up over there. We have a couple tiers. I think we have four tiers, two, five, ten, and 20. Yeah. The top three tiers get the pre-show on audio and the podcast early, I believe. Yeah, podcast early. And possibly. <laughs> podcast early for the uh, top three tiers. 
And then, uh, yes. then you get the pre-show for the top two tiers. And uh, also... In audio format. Yeah, and then you also get the, uh, when the video and stuff drops, the top three tiers get that ahead of everyone else. And VIP patrons, when we remember, because we're not... They the get shirts people. eventually. Very, very shirts specific eventually. wording there. You will eventually... Also... We will send those out. We probably They also get a little special perk the VIP patrons get. If you happen to see us at one of the maker meetups we go to, WorkbenchCon, Maker Camp, whatever we whatever else we go to, if you come up and you like at least let us know who you Open are mouth kiss. and that you're a VIP. Okay. That is Dealer's well. Choice. But I was gonna say, I'll I'll I will happily buy you a drink <laughs> i will happily hell I, I, dan's like i'll, I'll buy order, any of our patrons a drink. A drink. i will order a drink for you at the bar you still have to pay for it but i will order it <laughs> <laughs> that's pete he's, no 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 no, he's no. We're, we're, we're down and um, honestly here's the thing if you well this might be uh dangerous but if we're at maker camp uh-oh if we're at maker camp and if i'm wearing a fanny pack there's a very good chance there's a beer inside it <laughs> and stickers and stickers yeah, yeah stickers. we need to get we need to get podcast stickers soon i think we're oh, out. I'm, we i still out? have a couple i occasionally throw them in uh but i'll throw that in. i haven't had any in a long time but yo it, maker camp the camp for makers is it's right coming up the corner it's coming it's up. coming up it that's yeah that's one way to put it it's yeah i'm excited i'm really stoked that's, it's literally that's, yeah we're just gonna say that's yeah all the whole podcast dude, it's less than that's, two months yeah. away it's pretty close. Be, it'll be here before you know it. You're going to blink and it's going to be oh, gone. Dude, I'm going away for a week and then I'm going to come back crazy. and it's going to be September. It's going to be crazy. Um, but we, so we have a topic this week. Dan, would you like to talk about the topic a little bit? Yeah. I ramble too much. So go. Well, so Pete, Pete texted oh, me and he goes, Hey, do you have any ideas for the topic this week? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't respond, but I was like thinking to myself, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'll, so I'm scrolling through TikTok. And I happened to stumble across uh, this DIY, like, drama. Apparently, there's a couple of DIYers out there. There are two uh, women. And uh, they're kind of having a little beef over... uh, One of them is, like, saying that the other is straight up copying her and, and just doing everything she's doing and reposting it. And it got me thinking... We should do a topic on the difference between imitation, inspiration, inspiration imitation, and just straight up, ripping, straight up it. ripping off. Now, and here we to, are to go a little deeper on this drama because drama is usually too well. It's not always two sided, but some somebody starts it. The drama started when this creator, a one point nine million subscriber account on on uh, TikTok, um, so this person made a video calling out like literally doing like you know the green screen where they're showing the other person's videos uh and like hey i made this mosaic and then they made this mosaic and i painted my room green and then they painted their room green and like was like shot for shot showing like my projects their projects uh but the the problem and the reason but they're both like content yeah. creator diyers and, but right very clearly this person was heavily influenced i'm not going to say copying heavily influenced uh, by this creator because they're a fan of theirs and the create the the big creator was basically like like this person you know i probably should have handled it privately basically ended up deleting the video because she got so much flack that like hey 
you're a DIY content creator. You show people how to do these projects. You can't be upset if they copy you because they love your style. And, and right, basically exactly. the girl that was copying it wasn't like this big content creator. She was the end user of the content. Like she was enjoying it so much. She actually did a video about like, it made me feel so good to like come out of my shell and try these projects. That was a little safer than trying to like, you know, basically cause like it, it's sometimes easier when you don't have to think of the whole project that could be scary from start to finish. When you have at least a little bit of the, the explanation of how to do it or what colors to try. And it, you saw it happen on someone else's channel. And like that works, that would work in my house, you know? And, and essentially this, this, big creator blew up this regular person that just loved her content and completely alienated her and the rest of the community that she had. One could say that she influenced the bigger creator influenced yeah. this other creator into doing the con. I mean, yeah. content creator slash influencer. That's basically in your title, right? It's like if Brad Rodriguez so, got upset with one of us for building the flip top cart uh, and then like other projects that he's made like exactly and then doing content around it. Like it, but like you're, you're, you're literally saying that he's inspiring this. By the way, we're probably, I'm just going to preface this. There's probably going to be names dropped. Uh, there's probably going to be accounts dropped uh, when, as we talk about this, I, I can, confidently speak about this for both of us, Dan. I think if, if we mention anyone, there is no hard feelings, nothing like that. We'll, we might mention people that do similar things that we do to kind of uh, give a reference point. Uh, but in no way is that... Oh, well, I was going to call out Adam Barnett. Well, that's... Like, Barnett goes without saying. That, that man is a monster. He should be locked up. He's a... Love him. Love absolutely. Him. Love you. Um, <laughs> our favorite test tube baby. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-show joke. If you weren't in the pre-show, you don't get. <laughs> but I just want to call that out. That if we mention any names, it is in no way malicious, and like we good. Just just wanted to call that out. But I think hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah, we, we could. get into it. <laughs> that my coffee making three D prints. <laughs> Actually, funny story because we talk about this this subject uh, in a group chat, and uh, I sent Justin one of my three by four sander holders. And I just threw straight up threw a coffee sticker in a box instead of mine. And he's like, hey, Pete, coffee's copying your design and selling it too. And Dan thought it was real. <laughs> he's like, wait, coffee's yeah. selling the same thing you just made. So it's like, yeah, but whatever. It's just fun drama. Um, but before we get into the topic. because Oh, I just thought it was like a crazy <laughs> coincidence considering we were going to talk about this. He posted that in the text group after we had decided that we were going to talk about this topic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. This is going to be like drama central as well, right? Yeah, it's, it's there's no no drama whatsoever. <laughs> but why don't we anyway. uh, listen before we get into the topic? Uh, I think we're going to rely on the questions to guide the conversation, and we're just going to kind of go off on that. Uh, but why don't we start with a little segment called "What's on my bench?" Oh, that's so nice, Dan. It's good. Like so, that? Dan, are you ready, or do you want me to go first? Well, you can go first. My wife just texted me, so I'm trying to field that as well oh, as okay. record a That's podcast. fine. So I'm going to go. Pete, what do you got going on? Well, Pete, uh, on my bench. This <laughs> I'm week, glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. What a <laughs> handsome question. <laughs> so I, um, I had kind of a weird week. Got a lot done. Have been very busy, but it's also one of those weeks where like, you feel like not 
not all the things that you needed to get done are getting done. It's mainly because I'm going away this weekend and it's like crunch time. It's always crunch time before vacation. But I knocked out a, a bunch of honey-do list items that have been on like the house reno list since basically we moved we moved in. Like replace faucets, like replace the vent outside for the downstairs bathroom vent. Um swap a GFIC GFCI. I always forget the order of the letters that's outside. And like all these little projects that are supposed to take like an hour or two each, each one of them took like three hours. Because of course, like I pulled the electrical out. Turns out that they just like took a hammer to the OSB and then shoved an electrical box in the wall. <laughs> I saw that. It your was story, not even screwed like, what in. What the F? It, was, it wasn't even like uh, a GFIC, GFC, whatever. Uh, sorry, Lee. <laughs> it was just a regular outlet. No cover on it. Nothing. So it would get soaked that, you know, and occasionally. Yeah, I believe it's a GFECED. ABD, VBD. Yeah, VBD. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the, the part that trips. VBD. Yep. And uh, and then, of course, I go to uh, we, we replace the vent that's for the downstairs bathroom to blow air out. And as soon as I take the thing off, the thing crumbles in my hand because it's old and ancient. And it had like a wire mesh over it that they've added and just screwed right into the plastic. I pull <laughs> the thing off. And what do I see? Like six feet inside the pipe is a nest, like some kind of net, not a uh, wasp nest, just like a hay and osb and other stuff hey, so it's hay. <laughs> from the inside i couldn't like blow it out so i had to like kind of blow it out but i had to literally i was sticking the the vacuum hose in there don't tell me you killed a bunch of baby no, no, there's no animals I in there there's no animals in there but i kept having to like stick a hose in there it would get stuffed up and i would pull it out and i'd like clear it and keep doing that and finally i was able to just blow it out and i ran a bunch of new electrical around the house and stuff so honeydew list items it's just annoying stuff that's been on the list for forever and it takes forever I did like four projects and it took probably nine hours. It, you know, it tastes oh like that. Yeah, it's a little rough. Um, but speaking of electrical, we had weird electrical issues. Uh, I had to do a laser job for someone where I had to cut fairly thick material, fat acrylic. And I I started noticing some of our lights in the house were just like super dim. And we have LED lights throughout the house. And some of the lights were like really, really dark. I checked the voltage. I was getting 107, 109 volts. Uh, around my house and i'm like this is we've weird. had that happen too but then it was it was it super dropped weird. as low as like 103 one day and you know we yeah. i put on a ticket i was like that guy on the, uh, the 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 neighborhood group on facebook you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that that would make a huge difference going from like 110 to 103 no. but it makes a massive difference you notice the lights flickering or at least getting dimmer yeah. and it, we had that happen too and it was i was like what the heck is going on so i went and asked my neighbor if he was having the same issue and he said yes yeah, so. that was me and a bunch of yeah, neighbors it was, it was super i was weird. going around with a multimeter and just like checking like i went over to two neighbors checked their power like okay so it's not just me it's all of us um so mm -hmm. we because we had a power outage a couple of days before that long story short everyone in our neighborhood has it we all had weird issues it would fluctuate we'd get it as high as like 115 and in days, that would be 103. And this was like three days. And meanwhile, I have to get this big job done before we leave on Friday. So eventually, finally leveled off. And now we're, I was measuring 123. So nice. 123 volts uh, on a single pole, whatever. Um, and, and by the way. Pull like a, a Polish yeah, yeah, like you get two poles, two Polish guys that are in a panel inside your house providing power. <laughs> they're just they're just standing there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Chesh. I make myself. And the other one's like, Nyema. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> it's Polish words. But um, the the funny thing is like, I, you know, we still say 110, 220, but like it's 120, 240. 120, 240. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, like my lights would dim as soon as it dropped to 114. Like that is 
the lights started getting darker in certain spots. But in my shop, for some reason, the Barina lights, full brightness. Even when I was down to 103, just full brightness. <laughs> so whatever. Are those all LED lights? They're LED, uh, but so are the bulbs. But I guess there's different LEDs. They just need different... Hmm. Maybe it's amperage. Yeah, those LEDs take way less voltage, yeah, right? But so should the other LED lights. I, I don't, don't know. know. We're not, I don't we're not know how power scientists, it's all okay? A mystery. Not like Lee Omen, that guy. Not power scientists. <laughs> but so I'm not a I'm not an electrical Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Theory of power. <laughs> so once again, long story short, uh turns out it was not a like a transformer or something. It's actually was all the way back to the substation. So it's fixed Robots now. Robots in disguise. Robots in disguise. So um, the substation, I guess, has been fixed. I haven't gotten a yay or nay, but it's done. Uh, so the big job on the laser that I was doing is for um, Alec from Medallion Maker. Uh, you guys may have seen the, the brass medallions that get uh, engraved oh, yeah. with uh, you know people's logos with the fiber laser. So he, he has a laser and a fiber laser, but his CO2 laser can't cut through 3 eighths acrylic. Because if you're using a quarter inch bit, you need as much of the reference surface as possible. So he can't use a quarter inch uh, template. He has to go three eighths and to cut that stuff. It takes a while and a lot of power. So I was very afraid to run that laser the entire week. This was happening or the three, four days. So um, do you have any idea what would happen if you ran that laser at not enough voltage? Anything from nothing to not enough power going through the cut to something burning out on a $15,000 laser. So, not good. I was like, you know what? Let's not. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, blame you. I just didn't want to roll the dice because it was like, it was getting a little spooky when it was like really low. So figured I didn't want to risk it. So I got that all completed. That was a big weight off my shoulders uh, because I had to get that done by tomorrow. Uh, but now it's actually by Saturday. So anyways, it's done. We're leaving Saturday. Uh, so I mentioned a pre-show. We're going on our Northeast, uh, Northeast Coast Grand Tour where we usually go up the coast, see a couple makers on the way up or the way down when we go to Maine. Uh, so we're going to go sailing for a week. Super exciting. Uh, going to go you camp on the boat. Basically, It's basically RV camping on a boat. Like you think, oh, you're sailing in Maine. Like, no, it's you're you're in an RV. You have to pump your toilet. Uh, the showers, the like you have to turn it Wait, on. You don't just. No, you don't go off. The, I always assume the edge of the boat. I always assume. You knew what I, I knew exactly where you're going. That's where everyone goes. <laughs> I just assumed you put your butt off the no. side of the boat. No. No? No. You poop huh. right on the deck. That's what you do in Nebraska you, here in the pond. You poop ponds. on the deck, and then you wash it off with a bucket. That's why they call it a... Poop there deck? you go, buddy. You, yeah, full circle, Dan. <laughs> but uh, the, the circle of life. The thing is, like, you know, you're camping. It's tight quarters. The bed's not really, like super comfortable it's comfortable enough to sleep and you know you can't really control the temperature you're in a very fancy tent (laughs) and uh that's about it i gotta tell you i'm still i'm still oh no it's still gonna be a blast and i'm gonna have a great time uh we're gonna try to make don't start any campfires no 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 fires on a boat i think that's probably we're gonna try to do make it a bit of a work trip and actually get some work done while me and emma are there so we're bringing our laptop and get some some little tasks done but I'm really excited for that. And uh, tomorrow, we're actually, not tomorrow, sorry, Saturday, we are heading up to Cape Cod to visit, um, you know, we're going to the promised land. We, we, we're going to see the great palette. And we want to go up there, touch the palette, <laughs> pray to the palette, walk in a circle around the palette. Um, and I think the key is you have to rub like your the, hand. It's like the great pumpkin, but that's what they keep up. Exactly. In the so we're going to uh, the great commune of jackman 
works. And, um, you know, you got to rub your hand against the palate, get the, the holy splinter, and then you can continue your pilgrimage up to Maine. So there's that. And we're going to try to stop in Boston either on a way up or the way down. So we're always looking forward to this trip because we get to see some of our friends that we don't get to see unless it's Maker Camp or WorkbenchCon if they can make it out. So that's fun. And um, aside from that, been so last week I talked about doing ChatGPT for some of my um, Etsy listings. And we Uh also added a couple new Etsy listings this week. And, you know, I've been saying this for forever. ABL, always be listing. It's true. You know, like as soon as I listed, I cleaned up some of my listings. Suddenly my shop is getting, you know, more sales. So I don't know if it's just a random rush or if it's because I actually put in work into my shop. So it does reward to keep kind of fine tuning your stuff, I'd say. Um, I need to go through my shop and like uh, curate probably some some of the older listings that every now and then I'll have a listing just like go inactive or... You know, some that have sold out that maybe I need to relist because I can just make them really easier. I should do that. That's I just had a good dumb reminder. idea. What if like the style becomes like people start making like YouTube thumbnails, but for their items on Etsy. So it'll be like pointing like, whoa, with open mouth. It's oh, like, no. wow, I will like, not do I will yeah. not do that. I just, <laughs> this I tool will burn down do your that. shop with, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. So this table will burn down your home and kill your family. No, no, no that's not how you sell. Nope. Somehow it sells out. One hundred thousand sales. But yeah, so we're just mm. uh, you know having a good time. Emma's back, so that's awesome. I, I feel like I was able to kind of hand off some of the little administrative stuff. And uh, Emma's back. Emma's back. I'm. Uh, I'm also working on some back end deals with some sponsors, some relationships that have kind of that started in at WorkbenchCon that are now coming to fruition. And uh, it's really exciting to see some of this stuff like develop. Like, wow, I've been having a lot of moments of like, wow, this thing, this company, this person, whatever that I used to look up to and envy and like worship is like so close in my life now. Like it's some, it's, it's a brand I'm dealing with directly. It's a person I like hang out with it's it's you know like it's it's crazy how like where my life is now from a couple years ago so it's just i'm very very thankful and very grateful uh but that's it that's the end of my my week uh and oh programming note no podcast next week sorry guys um that's it dan tell them why 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 is there going to be no podcast cuz i'm going to be pretending to be rich um and fake influencer stuff you want to live this lifestyle you got to hustle like me i make 20k <laughs> a day and all i do is affiliate marketing let me show you how um and yeah. dan doesn't know how to run any of the tech stuff so basically also who wants to just hear me ramble to myself nobody I, nobody people wants pay that. for that literally that no. you read you read 15 names that pay for that <laughs> they don't pay to listen to me, though. Oh, so you're saying they're not paying to listen to me, Dan? <laughs> it's 50, they're paying 50. to listen to you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't run this ship alone. This is a this is a dual captain ship. Well, it's fine. I'll do some captaining. I'll week. probably run this thing into an iceberg or something and sink it. Oh, no. Uh, hey, Dan, if I was on a door, yeah, I'd let you on. Well, the door is better be big enough i would imagine so well Maybe i don't know I'm pretty, but if you start snoring pretty hefty right in a drink you go i got can you use the cpap at sea i don't know probably not <laughs> yeah it's got it's in the name it's in the name it's just a pap machine then oh <laughs> so- 
God, I hate that joke. You're the worst. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. Or, or I, wait, I, I apologize, or everybody. On the water, you use a landpap machine? <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. God, I hate you. Thank you to all our you. patrons for, for following. <laughs> uh, Dan, um, what's on your bench, bro? Dude, amigo. Well, I'll tell you what's not on my bench. I think I talked about this last week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it again. Table? I yeah, I delivered that farmhouse table with the uh I I put two extension leaves in it. So they the the client can use one leaf or two leaf depending on how wide they want the table. Each leaf is twelve inches wide. Um that thing came out amazing. That top is gorgeous. And of course, I I was telling myself all the way up until the day I delivered it. Bring your camera. Don't forget to take your camera. Don't forget to take your camera. And guess what I forgot, Pete? Uh, your camera. I forgot you, my. You camera. told the story last week. Get get the material, I? bro. No, I got I got dementia, so there's that. Yeah, so I didn't take my camera. I didn't get actual pictures. I took but the phone, phone does a good I've already, job. I've already told this story, so I'm not going to say it again. Apparently. Listen, we're not we're not going out there with flip phones anymore. Like the the cameras on the phones are pretty dang good. The phone cameras are pretty nice. They're pretty yeah. nice. The photos you got were great. I mean, they're upwards of more than three megapixels. They're, they're I don't know how two point seven five k. Yeah, almost four k. Yeah. More than half. More than half. 55% of 4K. (laughs) I don't... Math. K-math. I'm close. I'm (laughs) close. Nobody do the math on that. I'm close. Um, I also had, you know, shockingly enough, I had a bunch of Etsy hoarders this week. I'm sitting on... As he reaches over to his desk, I got a bunch of inserts I need to send out. Ah, I just dropped them everywhere. (laughs) I just dropped them everywhere. Um... I, I got a bunch of inserts to those are ones that are already now. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. spoken for yeah, now they're oh, all I see your little like like rainbows of stickers printed out yeah anyway awkward that was awkward uh, I got those to go out I got bow ties going out I got uh, I need I I had five smaller tables that that needed to go out so on my Etsy page I offer a couple different little side tables and I sold. I literally sold two of my little mid-century modern tables, is what I call them. Um, I don't know if they're really mid-century modern, but they have a uh, like a crooked leg design, and there's three legs and whatever. Uh, you can go check it out. But the funny thing is, like, they're getting delivered to a place that's like 20 minutes from Pete. If I would have known that, I probably should have just sent you the file and a couple bucks and had you... <laughs> Do it for me, and I could have saved myself. Beautiful, very scenic, historic town of Dover, New Jersey, which is like really close to the town. Like name wise, it's very close. I thought it was the same town there for a second. Because don't you live in something Dover? I live near and Dover. And Dover. Thanks for telling everyone yeah, where I thought I it was the same town. Well, they can't everyone find knows you. Where you lived. <laughs> That's fine. I live in Bellevue, Nebraska. Come find me. Um, let's see. So yeah, I got I, I sent out two of those. I, I still need to make three of those C tables that I make. Uh, what's your two of them? I'm sorry, what's your hour rate into that? Like, what's your hourly cost of time? Like, why am I asking this weird? How long does it take you to make that table? I'm sorry, I was asking it in a weird way. Which one? The the C the table? C table, for example. Uh and I know it's a hard man. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to divulge this. I mean, I don't put a whole lot of time into hours. it now because of the CNC. 
No, the CNC is like really made it simple for me. Are you? Uh, it's like you're cutting fillets couple, too for a couple two three hours. You yeah. do box joint like box joints on there too. Yeah, I do box joints on the on the CNC, but I I cut everything with a eighth inch bit, so the fillet is like really small, mm-hmm. and you can't see it unless you like really come close and look at it. So nice. It's it's pretty neat. And then I've I've said this before. I have a file, and I can just you know. Uh, adjust it as needed to yeah. get the links I want because I let people uh, make their own uh, height adjustments. Just yeah. kind of like let them, yeah, let them tell me what they need and then I, I cut them as needed. Neat. Um, Neat, man. Yeah. So I need to make two of those out of walnut, one out of mahogany. I'm actually looking forward to the one. I've been really, really liking mahogany lately. I've been using that a lot lately. Not only is it beautiful, but it's cheap here. It's wicked cheap. Get your ma- mahogany and it's at not as heavy. <laughs> no, no. I get mahogany from the local lumber store. Like walnut currently is eleven. I want to say eleven fifty a board foot, which is expensive here in Nebraska. I know it's. Mm. it's I'm still looking expensive. at like fifteen. I think it's more expensive where you're yeah, at. It's still like fifteen ish. It's eleven fifty here, and then mahogany African African mahogany is like. Five dollars a board foot or less. Yeah. It's really cheap, and it's beautiful wood. Not only does it have a lot of character, but it's actually good for outdoor use because mahogany. I don't know if you know this, mahogany and sapili are from the same family, <clears throat> so they're kind of the same. I think like pine and just walnut, like a little... just different colors. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's more... <clears throat> let's be serious here, Pete. It's more like pine and spruce or pine and fir. Like it, it comes from the same like, like white oak and red spe- oak. I feel like we need Justin Davies back on here <laughs> to explain this. But it comes from the same subspecies of tree as you know, No, I, I get whatever. you. You actually recommended that to, that to me this week. I was like, I don't know if I just asked yeah, you for an it's alternate. Great. It's great for outdoor. To, to teak because I, I need to do some outdoor furniture. Actually, a good teak amount of it. Teak is crazy It's expensive. super expensive. I, the reason I asked for teak is because I was actually asked to make something for the boat. And the boats are trimmed out in teak, completely in teak. So like, I was like, oh, I'll just get some teak. Get a bunch of it. But like, well, the thing I also is, don't want to mortgage my house. That, the thing with mahogany is it's not as... It's not as dense. I'll tell you that much. It's not as dense and it's not as filled with oil. One thing that makes teak super great for outdoors, uh, outside use, is because of the natural oils in the wood. Um, So mahogany doesn't have that, but it's still a great outdoor wood. It just, it doesn't have as much as as mahogany. Mm -hmm. But it's like one-fifth the price. So Yeah, I'll take that. I, I think... Teak here, last time I looked, when I had to make that shower floor a couple of years ago, it was like $27 a board foot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot. Jeez. God. I found it for $20 a board foot, like reclaimed from another woodworker in town, so I went and got that. But had I known better back in the... Back, back in my I day. I would have just made it out of mahogany or sapili. Um what else you got going on? Yeah, I feel like I just rambled a bunch. Uh, not a whole lot. Kids started back to school today. Which you love, so right? You love getting up at seven. Fun. I and here's what here's I don't mind getting up at seven when it's on my terms. You know what I mean? I don't like being forced to get up. I like to get up naturally whenever my body wakes me up. 
Sometimes it's seven. Sometimes, sometimes it's, 11. it's six. Sometimes it's n- noon. <laughs> I like to get up when my body's ready to get up. But when I'm forced to get up, I do not like that. So we're back. We're back in the school year. So my life just got a little bit worse. It's not that bad. At least you got the kids but, out of the house, you know. Yeah. Some judge-free I mean, GTA time. Your wife's teaching again. <laughs> hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, uh, it's 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 good. You know, I got the house to myself. Um, what's really great is, and also weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I was sitting thinking about this earlier. Um, my daughter is a freshman in high school now. Yep. That is absolutely freaking bonkers. You know what's me. more bonkers? That, She's going to drive next year. She's going to have to learn on a trail boss. I'm glad. <laughs> Only <laughs> no, safe actually. cars you can drive. Um, I'm going to th- I'm going to throw Pacos on top of the on top of the fork. <laughs> um, so Nick Brim just bought his or Nick Brim and his wife just bought his wife a new car and they're looking at selling their old car and considering my daughter is 14 going to be 15 in November, she's this close to driving. Um, I'm in talks with Nick Brim about buying his wife's little car for her. That'd be fun. Uh, <sighs> Stress, I can't believe we're out. at this point. Like, hey, man. I mean. They grow up so fast, man, right? I remember how I drove when I was a teenager first driving. Man, I am I'm terrified. Absolutely terrified. Listen, so. you should be less worried about how she drives and more worried about how oh i'm i'm worried about all the things with drive i'm worried about all the scenarios oh parenting it's so fun i love it i I can't i can't wait to be a parent (laughs) it's apparent that you're not a parent not yet Uh, anyway that's that's it for what's on my bench i just rambled a lot (laughs) so hopefully everybody was able to uh follow you said words man you said words i did say i'm proud of you for saying words um so it's the chalada well, talking with that let's get into questions uh but before we do that oh black betty ram lamb oh that's good yeah and uh why don't we start with justin called in his question is not necessarily justin who uh bailey bayleaf yeah bayleaf bayleaf does he make that irish tree yes out bayleaf? of bayleafs they make it out of that bayleafs yep. yeah it's a big irish okay. thing so uh yeah his question's not on the topic ex- exactly but it's a great question and i really want to address this so uh here's justin hey guys justin here from campfire woodworks with another question for you uh recently an order came in for one of my more expensive cutting boards and a little note on etsy that said do not put your label or any logos on this if possible now i have some sort of logo or engraving pretty much on every product i sell Uh, And I'm inclined not to honor this request. I'm probably just going to ship it with my logo on it regardless, because Mm -hmm. no, it was not possible for me to not include it. Um, And I wonder, do you ever get any requests like that? And how do you mark your stuff? And would you honor a request if someone said, I want one of your fine products, but I don't want any markings uh, indicating that you're the one who made it? Let me know. That's a great question. Dan, I want to hear what you have to say. First of all, I don't actually mark any what? of my stuff, and I, maybe maybe I should. Uh, I joked about you know marking it mm-hmm. as a dog would in the pre-show, but I actually don't believe it or not. <laughs> uh, was it was a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mark any of my stuff. However, 
I have a little bit of a solution for you, Justin. If you want to mark the item, but you're going to have to make the item quickly. Tell them all your things are already pre-made and, you know, if they wanted something like that, it's going to be custom and it's going to cost them extra. Otherwise, you're just going to ship out what you've already had made. So, sorry, I can't accommodate that. Um, as far as, like, if I were to mark my my items, if somebody asked that, I think I would just honor it. I mean, I don't – I mean, what what's – what are you afraid is going to happen? That's that's kind of my whole question here. What what are you afraid is going to happen? Like, are you afraid that somebody's going to rip off your design? Are you afraid that somebody's going to try to resell your cutting board at a higher price point and it's not going to have your logo on it? What? I I don't understand. The business side of me is just saying, you know, you're you made a sell, you're going to make money. You know, everything's fine. Hopefully, it's quality enough that they're impressed and if somebody asks if somebody comes to their home and says wow that is amazing where'd you get that they're still going to say yeah i got it from so-and-so i got it from justin bailey i got it from daniel dunlap woodworks you know i i I don't see i don't really necessarily see the, the the harm in it but i do i do understand it a little bit Coming from the photography world, you know, I always wanted to mark and uh, mark my photos and stuff. But that's like a digital format. You know, those things are going to potentially be reposted on social medias and stuff. So I understand that. But I don't know. Pete, what do you think? <sighs> it's tough, it, right? So here's the it's thing. It's tough. I am, I am a pushover. I want to make, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everyone happy. I want to make sure my customers are happy. My friends are happy because if I don't, they won't like me. Uh, depression and anxiety are a wonderful thing. Pete, I got bad news. I know. Don't, 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 don't make me stand up. Don't down? make me stand up so you don't say it. Um, but first of all, so this item is a, it's a very nice high end end oh, grain very nice. cutting board that's in the several know, hundreds of dollars, the item. To the listeners, if you don't know Justin Bailey of Campfire Woodworks and the quality of cutting <laughs> boards and stuff that he makes, go check and it out. He makes fabulous. So I don't even get me started on his feet. He has the most stuff. beautiful feet ever. And he's got. F- We're talking about the cutting board feet or. Yeah, yes, the cutting board. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes. Actually, I'll shout him out. Justin, Justin actually went through the process of working with a manufacturer uh, and designed these stunning cutting board feet. Um, that are brass and I think nickel as well. Polish I think, nickel. Is it nickel or stainless um, steel? Sta- it might be stainless steel. You're right. Sorry. But uh, there's definitely it, brass but ones. But the brass ones. With nice rubber grommets that are in there. And like these things are just real Which, quiet. by the way, I bought some of those from him and I haven't had a chance to use <clears throat> them need, yet. But I, I need will need to buy soon. some from him. I just haven't been making boards lately. But for our board, I will be buying them. So the thing is, me being a people pleaser, trying to make the customer happy, uh, this is still in the mindset of, and we talk about this often, like, I'm just, oh, I'm happy that someone actually wants one of my things. So I just, I'll do it right. for for anything, you know? Uh, I'll do it for I'll, a pat I'll, on the back of a, a Slurpee. $100, sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, that being said, something about the reason that they requested it makes me want to be petty. And I'm not petty often. I'm usually the one talking people I, out of it. Yeah, I could see that. And like, and Dan is the Dan gave you the right answer, which is, hey, like 
I already I have these pre-made or the hole for the medallions already pre-cut or that's already in there. I just don't have to feed on it and it's not oiled like that. So you can say that even if it's not true, like just tell them like that's that's part of your process. Or you could just straight up yeah, tell it's them. It's already part of the process. Like, it's already done. Hey, I'm uh just so you know the whole thing is part of the process. Like it's um the medallion, the logo is part of that. Uh I don't leave nothing leaves my shop without my logo on it. Um I hope that's okay. If you'd like to cancel the order, that's perfectly fine. I, you can handle it that way. That's the rational, and that's probably how I would handle it. You know, it's basically saying that like this is going to have my stuff on it. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. You can go somewhere else. Um, but a part of me is like, okay, I can remove, like I can not include the medallion, but my logo will be on the bottom because it's it's got his. It's a really nice cutting board, so it's got feet. It's not double-sided. It's one-sided. The other side is open. And for for cutting board with feet, I always just slap my logo on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that way it's out of sight, out of mind, and you get best of both worlds, Best of both right? worlds. Yeah, you still get to, like, mark the item. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, That's always kind of put it on the back or hide it. I, I work my logo. Justin usually puts his his medallion on the side of the board. He does. Yeah. It's very prominent, and it's but it's pretty. It's it's It's... Laser engraved on a fiber it's, laser, a, uh, what is it, brass yeah. medallion. It's gorgeous. It's not this like, we just lasered his logo or whatever and like his, you know, bunch of words and, and stuff like that. No, it's just, it's a tree with simple lettering there and it looks really nice. It's honestly, I, I think it's a campfire. It's campfire wood, oh, it's campfire. Continue. I'm sorry. Why don't I think a tree? Sorry. <laughs> it's a campfire. Because most woodworkers use a tree. Uh, maybe logo. that's what I was thinking. Um, it's. The campfire and like honestly, I I really don't worry. I got you. I got your back, Justin. I do really like his logo. So like it, it's simple, it's easy, and it's not overwhelming. Now, this might be different for some people whose logos are a little more elaborate. Uh, maybe it's a little too busy. People don't like that. But like Justin's logo is not like busy. It's not ugly. It's no. simple. It's it works. That's one of the reasons why you guys may have noticed that. And if you're watching on a camera, I have this logo. The, which is like a more hexagonal, but still got the two mountains and a tree. And then I have the two mountains and I a tree. It's called a rhombus. A rhombus? Uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't rhombus. know. I'm, I'm making that. And up. that was a design choice that I made a couple of years ago, which was basically to have like, like Nike's got, you know, the swoosh and Nike below it. But then if you just see the swoosh, you know, it's Nike. Someone told me that once. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. There's certain brands that you can just recognize by the symbol. And I made a look. If you if you if you've made it that far in life, you're doing <laughs> well, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. If people just recognize your, but even brand in our by community, the logo, by the there's picture. certain people in our community that you see they're like just the icon, not the full logo, and you know who they are, you know. And it doesn't have to be massive, thing, but that's getting outside of the point. So like, I engrave everything with just that. I don't actually write Petrie's Workshop. They just get the the little logo there. Um, but Justin, I would I would either honestly, and this is genuine advice. I would either be petty and do it anyways or put it somewhere. Great business advice. Or, be petty. Well, because the thing is, it's, I don't, uh, you know, it's not being petty. It's being proud of your work and not be bullied into not branding your beautiful work. That's the way I see it. And it's not so much being petty, it's just being like more proud. I just found that the wording funny. Yeah, <laughs> more petty than like, you just, you're so, you're more proud of the work uh, than you need that money. Let's put it that way. So I will say I will say this. Uh, I believe he sold the board through Etsy, mm-hmm. through his Etsy store. So it's 
it's almost tough to say, you know what, if you don't want this simple little thing, uh, I'm going to cancel your Not, order. Your I'm order gonna because cancel, you see if, the you see the money in your account on Etsy. And it's like it's hard to say, okay, I don't want that money. And Justin charges a fair, a fair price. Fair price. A fair price, and uh, you, it's a lot, but it's fair because these boards are beautiful. Um, so it, it's tough to say, okay, I don't want your money if you don't want my logo. So he's got himself in a, in a tough situation here. I think. Yeah, I think your best bet is to to you know tell him, hey, sorry, these are already pre-made, and it's either this way or if you want one of my boards, you're gonna have to custom order one. Yeah, or. Uh, and the, the, again, you can't really do this on Etsy because it's a little hard to do the add-on after the fact. But uh, you can charge extra to not have your logo on something. That's that's an okay business move as well. You know, that I agree, but that that is going to be hard. It, to, it, it's a hard to, sell, but this it's, again, one of those things that I like. It's going to be hard to do on. Etsy you can't. You won't be able to do it already. with Etsy. But if like this ever comes up and someone's like, "Hey, I want like five of these," but can you? You just put no logos on it at all. Like, I just want it this way. Just be like, just proudly, proudly say, don't be like disappointed or whatever. Just say, everything that leaves my shop has my brand on it. Um, I'm sorry if you don't like it, um, you know, but like, that's just what it is. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. I wouldn't even go that far. I just say, yeah, I can do that. It's going to be a custom order. And here's or or that. Yeah. Or just say that, like, if you want me to remove it, there would be a cost associated with that, you know. <laughs> I mean, if they don't like it, they don't like it. You already lost a customer if you're going to tell them no, you know, initially. So maybe we can segue this into the topic because it kind of can roll into that. Because if you don't want your logo on there, you're not going to get credit after the fact, possibly. Oh, good, good. And somebody is going to take that idea and maybe try to recreate it. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Dan, you got, you got, you, you've got something there. So why don't I don't know. So why don't we uh why don't we jump into the other questions we got? Uh, next one All is right. from Horndog Maps, Mitchell. What's up guys? This is Mitch from Horndog Maps, and I want to talk a little bit about my experience with inspiration. So, I make 3D laser cut lake maps. And what inspired me was I had seen something very similar. Someone had done a lake, but they built it up out of construction paper and so it was up like a mountain instead of down like a lake and i wanted one for myself but i wanted it out of wood and i wanted it a little bit stronger so i bought a cheap scroll so i cut out my own and then people saw it and then they wanted theirs as well so i cut a couple of them and it was terrible so then i started doing some research and i found out you can cut them out of a laser so then i got access to a laser i cut a couple maps and all of that Shortly after I made my first handful of them, I started doing some more research and I found other people were doing the exact same lake maps as I was doing. The colors were different, the styles were slightly different, but the general idea of them was exactly the same. I had never seen those before, but I had it was parallel thinking between me and between them. So it's kind of like when you're making a chair. At the end of the day, a chair is four legs, a place for your butt and a place for your back. And there's variations here and there, but there's going to be some overlap between different people's styles. That's not always stealing. Sometimes it's just parallel thinking. I, Absolutely. oh my God, I love that phrase. Cause like it basically the it, parallel thinking just sums up our entire topic into one 
Yeah, phrase. basically, why are we even doing a show now? We, we can just wrap this so up. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Remember, no show notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 100% right. I mean, there have been so many things done in the woodworking or making field. Like, you're bound to come up with something that's been done before and you don't even realize it. I mean, heck, it happened to me. Um, a couple months ago, I, I bought a slab. I got an idea. I was going to execute this idea eventually. And then like two weeks later, I saw somebody else do the same thing. And I was like, oh, come on. I had this idea. Well, th- obviously, they didn't rip it off from me because I haven't even put out the idea into the world. They just came up with the idea on their own. And that's basically parallel thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it's uh, – listen, <laughs> we've we've said this before on the podcast. There's very few ideas that are going to be original. There's very few Mm -hmm. ideas that you're going to come up with that have really just genuinely never been done before. Um, You know, Ben, Ben Pike, Wobie starts making tables out of, uh, out of skateboards. Like, Whoa, that's so cool. I can't believe no one's ever done that before. It's been done before. Uh, Ben's just the loudest one. (laughs) Not the loudest one, but also factually the loudest one. Uh, But like, you know, just the right place, right time type of thing. Like everyone thinks that, uh, ben invented those and again i'm gonna go back to the whole like we're gonna i'm gonna mention some names but none of those are like meant as like a negative comment like you know there's plenty um rock what's his name chefco oh, i'm blinking on the name he's up in canada in Alberta. Alberta, i think he also makes some skateboard furniture and it's also beautiful a lot of people do it oh um, i don't know how to say his name it's S. yes it's like chefco or something Zetso. Zetso. Ugh, so I'm going straight to Polish name. S C E T S O, I believe. Why am I blanking on it? Dan, look this up while I talk. Um, All right. But, you know, like there's most of the ideas we have are not original. Dan's not the first guy to make ZCIs or bow ties. Or bow ties. Um, I'm not the first guy to 3D print tool holders um, or whatever. Like make the, the custom anything for, for any one of my tools. Zetso, Zetso. Zetso? No, it's two times. Okay. Zetso, Zetso. Zetso. I, I'm, I may be butchering that name, but it's S-C-E-T-O. Blanking on his name. I S-C-E-T-O. knew his first name. I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Also, good channel. Check, check I, can't, it out. I can't remember his first name. So the thing is, like, nothing's original. And and especially, like, you were inspired. In your situation, you were 100% inspired by something. And your mind just ran with it. And you... You, you built the thing that you wanted to do with the tools that you had. And then upon doing some research, realized you were like not the first one to do it. You know, there's a lot of people that arrive at the same solution in different ways. It's just like when you're building something or a piece of furniture or, or a building yep. or you need to clean the house. Like some people are going to start in the kitchen. Some people are going to start in the living room. One of the three living rooms that Dan has, you're going to arrive at the same thing, a clean house. It's just going to, you're going to get there a different way. So my question for this is then for us, for you, for me, me, um, when, so when that happens, if you, if it's parallel thinking, that's, it's completely different ideas, but like Mitch had said in the beginning of his question, he got inspiration from somebody else that was doing kind of the same thing, but in a different way. When do you need to start giving any sort of credit? Do you need to always give credit? Should should Mitch have said, I got this original idea from so-and-so over in 
you know, wherever land? So, or in what do you think? Okay, you think? so in his case, because I know his process, because he's actually filled me in on it at this point. We've had a conversation about this. He, in no way, I will firmly stand on this. He has in no way ripped someone off in any way. First of all, likes are not original. They're on. Yeah, the I'm point. not. I'm not trying no, 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 to. No. Point, but, point in the in the direction that Mitch rips somebody but, off. I'm just kind of like curious. Yeah, the, so the, right, actually, let's, ba- let's backpedal. Okay, let's define the three things that we kind of mentioned in the beginning, which is inspiration, imitation, and ripping off. I feel like those are like a good three stages of the process. You're you're inspired by someone, then you're just like imitating what they're doing because you're really enjoying it, and you see it's working. Whether you're trying to grow, maybe you're trying to grow your content, you see that's working for someone. Maybe you somebody pulls out glue dry a uh, blue uh, glue brush out of dried glue and then maybe you post it too um I feel attacked <laughs> you you and like 12 other people after lee blew up and well, then i th- i mean dude got 40 million views on that video I, you better believe i was gonna jump on that and train. here's what i really want to stress to everyone listening right now almost no one listening to this podcast right now actually looking for this answer has ever ripped someone off and the reason is when if you're ripping someone off you're actively Meaning you're fully aware of the fact that you are taking yes. advantage of a situation and you're ripping someone off and taking business away from someone else with their design, 100% their, their design or their style or something, and calling it your own. PD, you took the words right out that of my mouth. That is the only brother. time. That's exactly. It's the intent. It's the intent. Yes, there's intent. That's exactly the word. Thank you, Dan. You're a wordsmith. Yes. Like that's. It's not. Yeah. It's not so much, you know, what your end goal was. It was the intent and, and where it came from. And if you knowingly done it, they say imitation is the highest form of flattery. When people are copying you, imitating you, it's the highest form of flattery. They want to be like you. They want, they see something that you're doing that's working. They want to copy it. And I want everyone to just feel better. If you ever felt that you've, you ripped someone off. Uh, by like copying their work or something like that, unless you specifically went out of your way and said, F that guy, I can do it better and steal all his business. Did the same exact thing. Some people do. And yeah. you're you're not necessarily good if people. If you can do what I do, but improve on it, well, hell. Now here's the thing. Do it. If I start selling ZCIs, no, Dan or I are really close. So like that'd we be may a little, have a little beef. We'd have a beef. That'd be a little awkward. <laughs> that'd be kind of me. That's why I haven't done, I haven't done it because it's kind of like stepping on your toes. But Dan, myself, and even with Mike, like we've talked about like selling the same templates sometimes or something similar. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I didn't get into laser templates is because Mike was selling laser templates or CNC templates and yeah. stuff like that. We also I've sold a few templates, but I wouldn't push it because Mike yeah, is doing and it. And not just Mike. Like we've had a lot of friends in the community that already do this. And and it yeah, feels I can think of a couple, like maybe half a dozen right off the top of my and head. And for me personally, because again, I'm a people pleaser, it's really hard for me to even like go into a new field knowing that here's the thing. No matter no matter what field I do, including the stuff I do already, there's people doing it and have been doing it way better and way longer than me. But going into certain fields of people that I admire and I like and I don't want to take business away from, uh, I I tend to not go into that business part. You know, like, oh, I'm not going to do acrylic templates. I'm not going to do CNC cutting board templates, even though we all own the same blank 
cutting board pack thing from Amazon or from uh, oh, yeah. Etsy. The 30, the 30 design pack. But I'm going to turn that over on, on, on its head, whatever. I'm going to flip this around because we've also talked about this topic where if I start selling ZCIs and Dan starts selling, and Dan's selling ZCIs, maybe five, maybe 20 people in a year are going to go to me over him. The rest of the business is unrelated. It's it feels very personal, like I'm oh I'm I'm stealing Dan's business, but in reality, there's there's dozens of guys, if not hundreds of guys, selling there's ZCIs already. There's a lot of people on Etsy or selling bow ties, ZCIs. you know, or things like that. And it is what it is. So yeah, for sure. I, I think it's all about. I mean, the intent, I get, but in reality, we're not really taking away any business from each other. Right, but like you said, it's the intent. Like if if. Let's just use you, for instance, because Me? I don't want to throw anybody else's name out there. If you make a very specific item, like some sort of like uh, a schmoby jig, schmoby <laughs> jig. I was I was thinking like a very like modernish chair okay. or something, a very unique design. It's unique to you. Everybody's made chairs or whatever, but the design that you came up with is your design and your design alone. If I saw that and I started making that same thing, you probably put hours and hours of work into making that design and trying to make it right. And then I saw it and made my own. And then I started selling them and I gave you no credit. It's the same exact design that you got. It's a very original, very unique design. That right there, that's yep. crap. And that's intent. Yeah, that's the oh, oh, yeah. intent. But I think it's a fine. I think it's a fine line, though. Almost. I mean, man, I, this is a there's really another part of this hard that I want to discuss. There's another part of this that I want to get into that I'm going to save for later. I want to get through some more questions. So why don't we? Why okay, don't play the next okay, one? I'm going to okay. play Tomas' question, and then later I got I got a big bomb to drop, and I may say some names and things oh, like that. So we'll see. Oh, you, oh, All right, next one is gonna, from Tomas. You've been hit by a smooth French. Hey guys, alright, my question for tonight is the following. Imagine, you are strolling on the beach, the sun is warm, but there is just enough wind to keep you cool. Seagulls are soaring into the setting sun, the waves come and crash into the warm sand, singing their soothing songs. Then, something happens, thunders in your head, your brain takes the control of your senses, Time freezes, a warm light seems to shine deep into your consciousness. It grows and grows, it's overwhelming, and suddenly, you are back on the shore with wet feet and a lost gaze. Your brain just pooped an idea. It's the one that make, will make your Etsy like a store on Black Friday. Just to be sure, you Google your idea and someone makes a similar product already. What do you do? You make it cooler, cheaper, better? Alright, bye. Uh that's tough, Toma. I've been there. I've been there before. Uh I thought I came up with a really great idea a couple months ago. Uh and I think I talked about it on the podcast briefly. If you Google a Lubin lock, Whoa, it's a, watch it's your, a little watch lock. Mouth. Privacy browsing, please. <laughs> it's a little puzzle game. You it, it came with three sticks. They usually look like Lincoln logs and they fit together perfectly in such a way and in a very unique orientation um, that when they're together, they kind of look like they'd be a cool table base. 
And I think I saw the, the toy. I saw the toy. I, I think I may have saw the, the toy. It's, it's basically a toy on Pinterest. And I was like looking at it and going, man, that'd be a great table base. It'd be, it'd be fun to make. I mean, it'd be like a fun challenge for the, the client to make into their own table base, put it together and it'd, it'd be great for flat packing. And I thought I was a genius. I came up with it and lo and behold, hundreds of other people have already made it. So I just, I sidelined it. It was a real bummer. I thought it was a great idea. Turns out a lot of people think it's a great idea. So I just ditched it. What do you think? Have you, have you ever ran into that? Um, hundred percent. Um, I think we all have eventually. I mean, it's like we've, we've talked about already in this episode, uh, it's parallel thinking. It's, you know, all these things that have probably been done before. I mean, woodworking is thousands of years old. It's not new. Well, I, all right, I'm going to get really personal here because I'm pretty sure this Uh person doesn't uh listen. And I'm not going to say any names, but I'm pretty sure this person doesn't listen to this. This is not a woodworker by trade, but a woodworker for a hobby. Um, I got into 3D printing because of a very good friend of mine. And and I got into it because I saw the potential of creating products, creating useful items, and being able to monetize and build a business around it. I've seen other people do it, and I was like, I can do that too. I love designing stuff. I was already playing around with Fusion 360. Like, I think this would be cool. I want to solve these problems and like build these little jigs and make things. And I, I just really just fell in love with it. And the person that got me into it, uh, the I've had two reactions from them throughout the process. It wasn't so much like excitement for me building something, getting, you know, building a brand and stuff. The first reaction was, um, I could never like I could never do this as like a business. This is like a stress reliever for me. Like I get I could just, I could never do that. That's it. that's like it would like ruin the whole thing for me. I mean, you do what you want, but like I could never do that. And and then I'm like exaggerating here, but like that was the gist of it, which really almost soured the taste of the thing that I lo- that I fell in love with. Uh, it made me kind of like feel bad for doing the thing that that we're both doing, but I was trying to take it in a different direction. And uh, maybe make money with the skill that he also had and others have that they're not monetizing. They're not trying to, you know, make a buck on it. Um, so it feels like monetizing a skill that you're, it felt like monetizing a skill that I'm, I'm not allowed to monetize, which is silly. The other thing was the subject, and we have talked about this in episode like 10 of this podcast, which was what are, what are the rights of files that are available readily online? Like what's, who's got the rights? It's a gray area. Like you, you, it's free and you can do whatever you want. And even when there's like creative commons, which is like a common law thing of like, yeah, you can't really post it or you have to give attribution, meaning you have to give credit to the person or you're not allowed to monetize it, but there's no way to enforce that. So there's there again, there goes the intent. And I've had several people ask me like, Hey, can you print me this and send me a file? Can you print me this? Send me a file. And there's, Tons of people on Etsy, personal sites, other websites that 3D print stuff that's just free on Thingiverse, uh, which is a repository, and, and printables, which are both repositories for free files that people, creators throw up there. And 
And the person also made me, not that I was like selling them actively yet, but I just like the conversation that came up like, oh, I could print stuff for people. And it was like, you're going to sell someone else's product and make and charge people for it? I was like, no, well, I guess not. Like, you know, it made me feel really bad. And like, it kind of, again, soured the taste in my mouth. So I have been on this, like, I have this like PTSD where every single product I sell in my shop, except for one, and I'll talk about this in a sec. Every single product I have in my shop is something that, guess what? For almost all of it, someone has designed a version of this already. This exists in the universe, but I designed my version. And this is when Tomas talking like, do you make it better? Do you improve it? Whatever. Like, yeah, no one can tell me that I ripped off someone else's idea because I didn't. I got inspired by someone. This is also not something that's new. Let's say uh, a, a fence for my CNC. People have been making them out of MDF or wood or whatever. People 3D print them. And I made my own. I made my own version. I put my logo on it, um, you know, and I won't remove it for ex- any extra money if somebody requests it. Justin, but like, I, it's something that I like now, if I get into a product, I refuse. Like if, if Dan goes like, Oh, I don't want to sell this file. Do you want to sell it? Like someone sent me and I'm not going to name any names. They sent me the file for the cobalt tool and battery holders. I don't sell it. I didn't design it. It doesn't feel right. They gave me a full blessing. They said, Hey, sell it. I don't have the the production capability to like sell this. They're not interested in it. Do you sell the physical product, but not the file or you don't don't sell sell? anything, any of it because in my brain, I have to design my own version of that. I have to do my own version of that. And if I'm going to sell it also, like I haven't tested it. I don't have a cobalt tool. I I don't feel, I don't feel like right. Like there's people that'll just get a file and we'll just throw that at the wall and see what sticks. And if there's issues, I need to be able to test it. Yeah. I need to be able to test it. So me personally, I I am pretty stubborn about everything I sell in my shop. I've designed in some way or I have expressed permission from that creator, whether it's directly from them like, hey, you can do it or through a website and it says Creative Commons can monetize. And the only thing that I sell that's 3D printed that's not mine is the honing guides for uh, sharpening your chisels and your plane blades. Because that was the attribution was given, and it was that's the only requirement, and you could monetize it. And pe- so many people requested me to print it that I offered it in my shop. Uh, the other things are, you there's plenty of websites I use design bundles where I actually buy designs from them, and there's laser cut designs. They do sublimation, all this stuff, and you have full use of that to sell items, laser cut, whatever. You can't sell the file, and there's plenty of people on Etsy that just blatantly sell that file. I see it all the time. When I'm listing my product, I go like, that's, they're just listing that file that they're not allowed to do. So they're, they're double dip or they're trying to, you know, basically rip off somebody. And again, they're ripping them off. It's all about your intent. I, I kind of disagree a little bit in that, like I've bought files off of Etsy and I will sell the physical product from those files. Yeah. I have no problem with that. As long as it says, it doesn't say anything use about. or whatever. Yeah, if it doesn't say anything about not selling anything, then I won't. But I make sure that if I'm buying a file that it's, uh, it, it doesn't mention that I can't sell a physical product. And it's funny. I actually, when I first started doing ZCIs uh, a couple years ago now, I feel like it's been a couple years. Um, 
one of the first files I bought was a saw stop file because I wanted to make one for my own saw. I never had intent on selling these things, right? So I bought a saw stop file off of Etsy and it was, it wasn't the best file. It was a little loose and I had to make some tweaks and stuff, but I got it to work and I made myself one and I showed it off. And that's kind of like where it started. People were like, Hey, can you make that for my saw? I was like, you bet. Yep. So I started making saw stop inserts and I listed them for sale and I put it about, I put it up on the Facebook group, the saw stop Facebook group. And apparently the guy that sold me the file was also in that group. And he, he made a huge stink about me selling these files or not the files, the, the physical product. And I was like, look, dude, I bought the wood. I ran the program. I cut it out and I paid money to ship paying money to ship these out. You don't own these. You just made the file. And to be perfectly clear, I had to fix your file. So that file is now mine. And he, he, like if he would have came at me a different way, who knows? I might not be the ZCI king of Sharpie <laughs> County right now. I could be doing something else. But because he made a big stink about it and he did, he wasn't very friendly. He just, he was just a real complete prick about it. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I will just rewrite the file, make my own. And then I started selling them and I made sure that it was 10 cents cheaper than his on Etsy. <laughs> and here we are. And see, like, so you didn't really disagree with me. I was petty. You were I was petty, petty there. Which, well, like, I get the petty. I get the petty part of it. Because, like, yes. he came at you. You know, perfect time to bring this up then. So let's talk about the being petty on both sides of this argument. Um, Yeah, play devil's advocate here. I'm not let's even playing devil's advocate. This oh, damn it. exists. And we've experienced it. Dan, um, had a run-in with a company that makes oh. <laughs> um, one of the things he makes. You know, we're not... We'll call them inlays of sorts. Inlays. And yes. the thing was... I forget exactly if the company reached out or if Dan reached out, be like, hey, not trying to like uh, whatever it was. But I just remember... I can't remember. I just... I will... Oh, I... Go ahead. When I made the first... When I made the first iteration, uh, I thought it was onto something because okay, let's just be completely transparent. I'm we're talking about bow ties. What? Uh, when when I started making the bow tie template, I started out making MDF templates, and I was excited about it and stuff. And I know I knew there was another company out there. Oh my god! But like I didn't know a whole lot about them, so. I was just doing my own thing. And I thought I came up with a way to like inlay a bow tie into a bow tie. I thought that'd be like a really cool look. Turns out they offer the same thing and they were pissed off about it. So they, they sent me a, a pretty nasty gram. So I quit doing that iteration, but it just gave me a really sour taste in my mouth. At first I was like, Oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm not trying to step on your toes or anything. But they made it sound like they invented the whole inlay template game. And the more I started looking, I was like, wait a minute. There's a lot of companies out there doing that. There's a lot of people out there doing that. Why can't I do it? Yep. Totally. So I just kind of changed up my template a little bit. That way it's not 
anywhere looking like theirs. I mean, a template's a template, first of all. But uh, I changed it up a little bit, and I said, screw it. And, you know, look, if a, if a company doesn't have a trademark on something, yeah. it's not theirs. And that's... And bow ties have been around for millennia. Yeah. And that see, that's one of the things that uh, me... And I'm... I'm going to bleep out that word, by the way. Oh, the the brand? <laughs> the company name. Yeah, so don't say it anymore. Well, um... It was something that they said to you that to this day I don't I will yeah, I won't it forget. Was, but it was we'll just leave it at that. They alluded to the fact they alluded to the fact that they were already making plans to get in touch with their lawyers. And I hadn't even sold a one yeah, yet. That's the line that really <laughs> I was like, me. what? And yeah. There is another example of this. Um and I feel bad because I feel like we're like, you know, we're calling people out now. But uh there was a, a one of our friends uh then you'll you'll no, I'm not gonna call out any names, but he makes an accessory for your um your you know cap wearing garage having whatever like for for the cap to hold a pencil or accessories on your hat okay okay um, yeah, I'm following and you. they're not the first person to do it. they're not the last person to do it, but the person that makes the alternate version that was kind of establishing in the community uh did not like that. Not only did they not like that, some of their friends didn't like that. And some of their friends... Um, the, the old mob mentality. Some of their friends uh, even reached out to me that I was shouting out my friend for this product. And I did not... I was very polite about it. It was, it was not petty at all. It was very polite. Dismissed it. Uh, you know, not dismissed it, but like addressed the issue. But at the end of the day... No one owns a patent on this. No one has the right to like, oh, this is like the one and one all be all. Because there's the the other person that makes it also isn't the first person to design something like, like this, you know? And they're all great products and everyone's got their own little f- approach with it. And the the part that I really, I'm having a really hard time talking about this without being a complete D-bag to the people on the receiving end. And I I get, cause I've been there. I've been the person that's been what I felt like ripped off. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. people make something, uh, even after speaking with me and me kind of coaching them and helping them out with some settings and how to make something, make a product that is a direct competitor to mine. Oh, that reminds but I have me of something that I never, <laughs> I've never reached out to any of those people. Um, Despite sometimes feeling like, I feel like I should like politely say something, but then seeing all the examples of other people or other communities like reaching out to someone new in the, in the, in the community, like it just isn't right. And it trumps what we're all about. It, 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 it completely destroys the whole thing of like being creative, being a maker, solving problems and you, at some point, yes, there's the whole ripping off thing, and that's an intent thing. But when you're not, it's just imitation. There's other people that are going to make the pro- same product you make, and it's okay. And approaching them about it when they're clearly not trying to be malicious, I feel like is wrong too. Now, if you reply, apply, uh, or reply to them and like, hey, that looks very similar, you know, to our product. Uh, just you know. I don't know if you knew that we make this as like, well. Uh, I just wanted to shout that out. Like, I'm not telling you to not do it, but just so you know, we're a small business. We do this 
Uh, it's just me and my wife. This is kind of our livelihood. Um, I respect what you do. I'm not telling you to stop. Um, I just wanted to put that out there. I don't know if you're aware of me. That's, I think, a great way to approach it. I feel like a lot of these issues could be solved just by the way you approach the other person or, you know, whatever. And then there's the other side of this. like Approaching with kindness, I mean, could solve a lot of things. Approaching with kindness. But if the other person goes, yeah, you don't know the patent. I can do whatever I want. F off. Block. That's now ripping off. That's intent. That's intent to be a D-bag. And you don't want to do that. And it's this is a, and I get it, it could be a fine line sometimes, but it's really not. It's a big old chasm. Like you're either you're you're either a a D-bag or you're not. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> you know? Like what's your intent? Oy. You know, and then there's the whole legal issue that we don't have the uh, education or the degrees to to back any of this up, but like, you know. If you don't have a trademark on something or if you don't have a copyright on something, you, do you really own it? I mean, if you want to get all legal about it, you know, screw, screw, you know, thinking about uh, morals or whatever, or just being a kind person, you know, if they, if they don't have a patent on it, is it really theirs? You can do it, right? Yeah. If you want to be a complete jerk. Exactly. But it's like, it's like we were talking about. You know, it's, you know, if you want to approach it, approach it with kindness and it probably, you could probably like work something out. And Dan brought up a good point of like, if you see someone make something that's, I don't want to say subpar because they put in work to that, that item. Uh, But something that like, it doesn't actually work a hundred percent or doesn't quite fit as well. And if you just design, because like sometimes, okay, if you get a, uh, a 2D file, that's one thing. It's, you get the lines and you can tweak them, right? You can tweak stuff on there. If you get a, a 3D printed file, a lot of times you're just getting an STL. You're not getting the actual design file. So it's not like you can just sit there and modify that thing to work. You, you know, the, the more complicated the file gets, the more... <laughs> great example, Dan. So the more complicated the file gets, the more or the harder it is to just like rip it off. But th- Dan, you, you just grabbed something, which is a good example. Yes. So let's talk about that. It reminded me of this. If you're not watching the wow, video, that I'm looks like that thing that my buddy rack. Donnie built. Why'd you rip the it off? The wine rack I make. I got inspiration from Donnie, and I shouted him out in my stories when I was uh, prototyping this. Donnie has Do- designs by Donnie. I forget his last name, but most people know who designs by Donnie is. Uh, he has a the wine king of templates rack, a wine rack uh, design. And quite frankly, I don't think he owns that design. I've seen it other places and at like Dillard's and other stores and stuff. But anyway, he's got one that's really solid. It it, it looks like this, but it's, it's solid all the way It's the same thing. It's through. multiple layers and you glue them up. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah. It looks awesome. And I, I thought, man, I'd like to do that because I just think it's cool. And uh, when I made it, I was like, man, this is just a lot of sanding. It's just too much wood and it's not cost effective. I can't do it. And I, you know, I was sharing this, all this in stories and Trevor Davies reached out to me and said, Hey, why don't you just do it with the front two and put dowels in between? I was like, Oh damn, that's brilliant. It's lighter. Also, Dan, if you're going to have it in your background, please put some wine in there. Just buy some cheap (laughs) old wine just so it's all. But anyways, (laughs) this, I came up with this because of design by Donnie's, uh, designs by Donnie's, uh, his post. 
And, you know, it took some iterations and I, I changed it up quite a bit, I think. And I've never released the files for that. And I see other people making it now. See, I, I was the first person to make this style. I'm glad you brought and up. Now I see other people. Making I'm really it. glad you and, brought up Donnie. And um, here's why. Donnie to me is like he is the king of templates. Like the guy is he's making a killing because he's doing all his content is template based. He markets it really well. He links everything to a product in his shop. He, like he's killing it. And yeah, and and I'll use him as an example. Like I've talked about this before. Sometimes when you see people succeed, you have two reactions. You have the primal reaction, and then you have the like the the logical one. The primal one is like. F that guy. I could do that too. Like, nah, why now I can't make it because he did it. Like, why not? Why me? not me? You know, I'll build my own template with blackjack and hookers. Like this old Futurama joke. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you see someone succeed at the thing that you know you're fully capable of doing. And maybe it's even on your to-do list. You just didn't have time to do it. Or you cut it. You haven't even marketed it yet. Or you did marketing, but not as good as that person. And they're killing it. And you're not. And sometimes that makes you like a little resentful of other people that are doing the thing more successfully than you. But the logical thing is like, I admire Donnie. The dude is killing it. He, he, I aspire to have my business as organized and put together as he does the content that he does around it. And also he's not like cutting out on a CNC or the laser. He's leaning into the template work. He's jigsawing it sands it to uh to be flush which dan you know it's a lot of work um it's it's a yeah. lot of work and so like donnie's killing it you know and you really have to recognize you got to recognize the hustle now if i start selling templates that are very similar to what donnie has and i don't know if he's designing all of these or if he's getting them from design bundles or something else but then like he just gets the SVG and then makes his own reindeer. Like he just posted about a reindeer today, which by the way, Christmas is around the corner, guys. Start making ornaments. Serious. Uh, you know, like Donnie posted it and I don't know where that came from, but like if I do a reindeer now, I'm not ripping him off. It's not a like, well, if he did it, it's, it must be doing well. So I'm going to do that same thing. Screw that guy. It's not that. It's, oh, the well, that's holidays a are coming basic up. basic Christmas shape, right? A reindeer. And And this is where my i gotta please everyone brain comes in again i'm gonna keep talking about that because a lot of us do this sometimes we won't pursue something because we think someone else has already saturated the market and or we don't want to upset someone making them think that we're trying to do what they're doing and there's times that i'll go oh well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make that template donnie already sells and he's doing a great job good job donnie like i'm gonna leave it alone it's it's a silly thought because the reality is there's plenty of business for all of us and who follows him isn't the same people that follow me. Not necessarily. There's probably very little overlap. So that's just, that's been my rants about this. That's the thing I was holding back <laughs> with the, with the, let brands. me, uh, let me, let me throw this little, let's go, let's go. The situation here. If so, you don't want to like copy Donnie. Exactly. I'm just using Donnie yeah. as an example because he's a, he's a, "Quote unquote small shop. He's a one guy operation. You don't you don't want to take from his family. But what if you see a design by a big, bigger furniture company or something? Some like IKEA. You see an IKEA design. Do you feel the same remorse for taking one of their designs? I'm so glad you asked that, Dan. Yeah, because yeah. um, if I see a design at IKEA 
that I really like that I know I can improve on. Cause let's be real. It's the design might be cool. Well, you're not, you're not going to put it together with a exec- hundred thousand. Yeah. It's, and- it's executed <laughs> with like the cheapest material. Um, and this might not be the right answer here, uh, morally, but I, I wish I had a bleep button. F them. No. Cause, cause like, well, like F it, like screw it. Who cares? You're never going to do Ikea numbers. They don't even know who you are. Unless you're on like the national Swedish news, you know, right after the, the meatball forecast or whatever they have on the thing. <laughs> like, 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 oh, uh, Nebraska woodworker. There's the show title. Meatball forecast. Like, Nebraska woodworker makes lack table that is uh, solid walnut putting Ikea's out of business. Like, you're not going to make the Swedish news. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I, I think, and this is, again, this goes back to intent and, and ripping people off. We're all people and we're all emotional and we all um, do want to do right by other people for the most part. You know? Yeah, sometimes it's all about just like, you got to make money, whatever. But like, if there's a bunch of people doing it, you might be like, you know what? I'm not going to lean into it. Or if a good friend of yours is doing it, Maybe you look elsewhere, you know, but then there's people out there that are just going to be like, oh, it's working for that guy. I'm, I'm just going to lean everything into that one thing because it works for him and I'm going to do it. It's the same thing we talk about when we talk about content, like, oh, uh, doing voiceover work is working great for this guy. So I'm going to do all of my videos with voiceover or I'm going to do six second clips uh, all the time with silly music or the same song or whatever. Like we, we just we see something that works and we want to kind of template match to that. And if you're doing aggressively without the concern or without respecting the other person on the other end of that, you're kind of doing it the wrong way. Other side of the coin. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Like you were coughing a lot. I, I kept talking because you were coughing. So <clears throat> Thank you. Other side of the coin. Uh, for instance, our our old co-host Michael Coffee. Everybody remembers him and knows him. We love him. The Coffinator. Um, once upon a time, he made Lego trays and sold them in his Etsy Building store. Building person trays. Well, see, that's where I'm going. Like he didn't rip off IKEA, and he didn't necessarily rip off Lego. He just made Lego trays, but he had the name Lego in his listing, and they came after him. Right. So while you don't feel bad about ripping off a big company, big companies are, you know, they protect their brand with a veracity. They will, they have teams of people that like scour the internet and look for stuff like that. I mean, obviously that's how they found Mike. So you're saying, you know, I don't feel bad about stealing from Ikea, but heck, they might have teams of people that are looking for such things. Yeah. You know what? So this just came up to my head. It uh, came into my brain because you you mentioned Mike, but I'm thinking of a different Mike. I used to, so when I had a Shea Poco, I was designing something new for that machine every month, like a different, like dust collector or some kind of attachment. So we got a a tool holder, whatever. Then I met Mike from Proto. Love the dude. He make yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike from Pixel Pro is a great guy. He sent me some designs. And like when I got my Onefinity, he sent me designs. And I was like, it <clears throat> it der- derailed me from pursuing making accessories for the Onefinity. 
That doesn't mean I'm never going to do that. But like it kind of it derailed me because I was like, I, you know, I I guess I'm not going to make accessories for that. So like when I was I was when I had the shape poke, I was making random accessories, selling them to people, bit holders and uh, the little probe holder and like a dust collector that I was designing for the the, the router that came with it. And like when I got the Onefinity, I felt like I didn't need to because that that need was fulfilled. Because let's keep in mind, a lot of times something that you sell comes from you needing it. And then people see it and they go, hey, I mm-hmm. like that. Like, they, like the saw stop insert. ZZI's, ZZI, yeah, yeah, exactly. Saw stop and my Bosch gliders. Or saw. me needing yeah. some uh, accessories for my, you know, organize my shop because I love a clean shop. And that's, it's funny. I used to say that you can't trust anyone with a clean shop. I get it now. <laughs> you want to keep it clean if you can. <laughs> so you can find well, I'm the most trusted guy <laughs> on the planet. Um, my shop's a disaster. You know, but like, Mike, <clears throat> like a part of me not leaning into the CNC side of the, the 3D printed stuff is because like, I like Mike and I like the PN, uh, PNW CNC guys. Uh, I like both. Yeah. I, I like both of those groups. They make really nice accessories for the Onefinity. Quick question. Yeah. And aside to that, because when we had Jeff on last week, he kept, he kept referring to him as Pawn. 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 Yeah, it's Pawn, Pawn. Pawn CNC. Pawn. It, do you do you say yeah, it like I that? Just, or I was you spelling just say it PNW, out. P W N. It's Pawn, I think. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Sorry. No, no, but the thing is, like, is I, it P N W or P W N? Tell us. Tell us in the. Tell us in the comments. <laughs> this is an YouTube video, <laughs> or it will be a YouTube video. Tell us in the comments. I think it's P W N. It's not Pacific Northwest. It's P W N. Yeah, but P. I don't even know what it stands the, for. The anyway. thing is, like, I because I like those two groups of people. And they do a good job of it. I don't. I don't feel like I have to improve on the thing they make. It's not like I'm seeing something they're doing. It's like this thing is crap. I can make it better. Like, why does it do this and not this? Then I would feel like really I need to like right, I need to improve on this because yeah. I've downloaded files like the, for the tool holders off of Thingiverse and and uh, and whatever. And like, and I tried them. Like, this is either loose or crappy or weird or like it doesn't really fit well. And I would just design my own because I got, fr- well, basically frustrated with it. But the thing is, like, they're doing a good job in the community. And I, I do see myself going into that market as well at some point. But I've held off because I respect them and I didn't want to tread on their toes. But meanwhile, going back to what I said for the last question, uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea, guys. Uh, we're, not, we're barely going to overlap customers. <clears throat> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I did some research. So like just going back to ZCI, mm-hmm. zero clearance inserts talks. Um, I, I wondered a while back, like, will I ever run out of customers? Miter saws alone. <clears throat> I, I stumbled upon mm-hmm. a figure and I'm going to try to remember it. It's probably going to be wrong, but like I read that the U S sells about 7.1 million miter saws a year. Does that sound about right? Sounds, sounds. Maybe it was seven hundred thousand. I don't remember, but it was a large number, and I was like, okay. I mean, if that if that's how many are being sold a year, three hundred. I'm okay. Three hundred thirty, three hundred forty people, a million, three hundred thirty thousand million, three hundred forty million people in the U.S. English, obviously, not everybody. Math guy (laughs) owns his miter saw. If seven percent of the number was significant, like that's like two percent. Owning a miter saw? The number, the number was significant enough that I wasn't worried about other people selling ZCIs. The thing anymore. is, like, Dan, if... Because I'm I'm selling... 
I'm doing pretty well selling ZCIs, and I'm probably only going to sell about 2,000 this year. And that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And I'm not even scratching the surface, two, so I'm not even worried about it. 2,000 is like 0.00001%. Exactly. So sometimes you just got to look at the numbers too, yeah. right? Well, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You never know. You might be uh-huh. huge in Taiwan. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have sent a few to Germany lately. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> anyway, um, sometimes it's a numbers yeah, game. Exactly. Um, so we have one more. I don't. Question? Do we have more questions? One from Jake. Oh man, we have been. I know, but it was a good topic. Around. We've been going into it. Uh, so this one's from right. Jake. What's That's up, right, guys? Jake. It's Jake from A Sweet Idea. Um, because apparently, a sweet shop isn't important enough anymore. Um, because I've been posting enough. I feel, but anyways, I feel like that's a joke so that we don't two know things about. Things on the, you know, copying someone versus ripping someone off type thing. When it comes to products, content, anything along those lines, I look at it this way. If you see somebody post something or see somebody do something that you know you can improve on and make better and do better for yourself, go for it. But on the flip side, um, if you are straight up copying one for one, putting no work and effort into it, that's more of an issue. Um, Just as an example, there's a, I'm not even going to mention any names, but there's a woodworker that I follow that straight up ripped a John Malecki TikTok off a while back. It's by two moves. Literally didn't (laughs) even wait 24 hours after John posted it. Um, and then posted the same exact thing, um, just in his own way. That to me is like a ripoff. But if you're taking someone else's idea, whether it's content, product, whatever, and you can improve upon it and make it better for somebody else and make it better for yourself, go for it. <clears throat> yeah. I, agree. I mean, he just. He just he just basically chimed in with what we were already saying. I mean, <clears throat> if you can improve on something, heck, go for it. But if you're not improving on it and you're just simply trying to get the same numbers or, or get a piece of the pie that somebody else is getting by not changing anything, I mean, it's, you know, it comes down to intent. You're intending to steal or take away from somebody else. So 100% agree, Jake. I mean, listen, if, if we... If we just made a product that works and we never improved it, we'd be in a terrible spot as a, as a, as a, we'd still be using rocket tools. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> people wouldn't be improving things. We'd be what North Korea or Russia. I don't know. I probably lost some Ouch. listeners there. Also, <laughs> seven of you. Sorry, Sergey. Uh, so, but like, that's the reality of it. Like if you're not improving, you're stagnant and there's plenty of products that you'll see something be like, the popular thing, and then someone improves it with one little thing. Like oh, today, perfect example. We're going, so we're going on a uh, on a boat, and there's a 12 volt DC like car adapter thing, and I need to charge my laptop when I'm going on a trip. So I bought a little like DC to AC adapter. I looked at probably 20 of them. I bought the one that said the newest, 
and it included a USB-C. Everything else was USBs and, and a regular AC plug. The one that was the newest and it offered the newest technology that works and charges the fastest, my phone and other devices, I immediately went to that because I want the newest technology. When people want the newest thing, the, the best version of it, the most improved, the most tweaked, the most thought out, um, and with the best reviews. So like, it, it absolutely. And you know, it's, it is a, like, here's the thing. You're gonna, you're gonna hurt some feelings. Even if you're not intentionally trying to take over someone else's business, business you're gonna hurt some can feelings. Can be brutal. And if someone's getting their feelings hurt without you even like knowing they existed and they're coming at you, they're in the wrong. They're in the wrong. That's just the way I see it. Like if you're like you're not intentionally trying to take away their business, you just you made a thing for yourself, or the community asked you to do it. Dude, I get asked to make things all the time, and sometimes I don't because like I see it already in a community. There's other people that make it, so I don't want to like tread on their toes. But the reality is, someone's asking me to do it, and I make the item, and then I sell it. I'm not in the wrong, unless I'm being like, oh, f that guy. I can make a way better bow tie, you know, <laughs> whatever. So. Hey, if you if you can improve it, yeah. go for it. Uh, I mean, listen. It, <laughs> yes, Jake. Yes, you you can improve on things, and unfortunately, you're you're occasionally going to hurt some feelings. Just go in, go into it with the right attitude, and I think you're going to be okay. Is that uh, is that the last of our questions? That is the last of our questions. All right. Well, let's. All right, so uh, next questions from. We're in this an hour. Really. <laughs> We're in this at like an hour and 30, an hour Which and 40, I think. actually been kind of, um, kind of our average. It has been. We we so ramble Dan, a lot. And I, that's kind of what I wanted to, I wanted to like wrap up a little thing, a little bit here and, and throw out some final oh, thoughts. I was going to say, can you, can you like summarize the episode? Go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally going to ask go. you to do it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do that without having to say it. Um, here's the bottom line. Pete and I are just two guys. Sharing our opinions. Did you on just things. assume my gender? We don't necessarily. I did. Uh, we don't necessarily have all the right answers. We just have our opinions. And if you agree or disagree, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us some. What do we call it? Offcuts. Offcuts. Send us some offcuts. Because uh, kickback your, was taken. With, and we don't want to rip them off. <laughs> we don't want to rip them off. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> kickback was taken by wood talk so we call it off cuts yeah. um yeah if you if you want to chime in on this we'd love to hear your voice on the matter uh you can send that to another woodshop podcast at gmail.com you could either write just write us an email or you can send us a a voice memo and send it through the email um yeah like i said we're just we're just two dudes talking and making jokes and having a good time so we don't necessarily have the right answers but we have answers anyway what say pete do you i was that a pretty no, good summary I, I agree yeah eh? like if you get we here's the thing the podcast obviously there's two of us now we bring guests on as much as as possible and if you guys have somebody that you want to see we highly encourage you to reach out to us tell us who you want to have on a pod or if there's a topic you want to hear but there's just two of us we want to hear your input we want to bring in more of the community and the crowd into this and not just have the two of us so you get, yeah, we'd love we'd to love hear to hear it, input. and you know, again, this is just our opinions. We're trying to be very diplomatic. We also try to be a little edgy and cool and and rough with our answers. Um, 
but yeah, just be be kind. Rewind. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> be kind. But just rewind. replace rewind with think of other people's businesses, but also be kind. Sure Download our podcast. Yeah, be kind. Download a podcast. And you know what? You don't even have to rewind. Listen to the whole thing. Don't rewind. Return it as it is. You're welcome. Yeah, you don't get a fee for not rewinding this yeah. podcast when you return it. All right, that's weird. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. No, whatever. I'm going to leave this I'm still, and I'm going to my own podcast. I swallowed a mosquito or something. I'm going to make my own podcast with, with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, screw the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to give a shout out to everybody who listens and shares the show. We really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate our patrons. We love you long time. Um, you know who you are. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, if you want to help us out financially or, you know, well, I think it's just financially over at Patreon. Oh, emotionally too. Can go to, Please, we need it. Just tell us we look oh, nice. We will take all the emotional support. But if you want to help us out financially, uh, you want to throw a little dough at the podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash podcast and help out that way. We got tiers starting at $2, going up, going up to $5, $10, and 20 Go check it out. Uh, I think that's yeah, it. And it all helps. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Bye, bye, bye. Love you a long bye, time. Bye, bye. They told me for doing this voiceover work, they'd send me a t-shirt and a hoodie. I'll put that right next to the one I got for being a patron.